0: And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 248 for the week of March 10th, 2022. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the right proper gentleman, Chris Randazzo. I thought Jackie Chan was in this. <laughs> the most tenacious writer, even if she is a woman, Miss Karen Randazzo. Uh,
1: your hat has gone home.
0: And the spiky English woman, Angie Farnott.
1: Really? Watch me.
0: <laughs> We're here on this week's episode, Talk Television. This week was my choice. I chose Around the World in 80 Days, the 2022 version. Uh, episode one, uh, that is season one, episode one, just titled episode one. But uh, Before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at Tell us what we're doing right. Suggest a show. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Uh, give us a suggestion for something for Angela to draw while she listens and I and will do that. I will uh, take
2: requests.
0: Uh, send a request to go to near Todd, far Todd. Where are you, Chris?
3: East Todd. East
0: Todd. East Todd you know, Chris will Chris will invite you over there. I mean, C- Karen, you stitch something. I mean, <laughs> sure, we are. Why not? a plethora of entertainment in one spot just drop us an email in the subject line this week's episode just send it away hey gang
1: hey 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 hey
0: hey. Hey, hey. um so how are you there it is. Good, good, good. Wow, that was that
2: was great. Uh, for the record, we haven't even caught up pre beginning this podcast, so that was something. Oof.
0: It's 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 been week. It's 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 time. It's you know. All
2: right. Well, I'm gonna say it. We're recording this on International Women's Day, so Happy International Women's Day.
1: When did and that? Happy International Women's Day. Back to you, darling.
3: When didn't know that... enough
0: international women. <laughs> Olay. When did that come about?
1: <laughs> I feel like it was in the 70s. Was it? I, I wrote an article about this for Geek Aid years ago, and now I can't remember. Well,
2: damn it, Karen, you're supposed to be the expert.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, you wrote something about it. That makes you an, Once. an expert. Once. Ages ago. ago. Now that you should know through. it That's forever. Verifiable fact.
3: <laughs> I, I wrote something about, goodness, I wrote something about candy bars a while back. Therefore, right. I am the candy bar expert. For Geekade, yes, I wrote a top ten colors. Therefore, I am the color expert. I'll <laughs> <That's> true, true. <laughs> irrefutable.
0: <laughs> Man, you remember the days when we wrote ridiculousness for Geekade? Jeez, good for, for Geekade, yeah,
3: <laughs> ridiculousness elsewhere now. That's true. The
1: earliest version was purportedly a Women's Day organized by the Socialist Party of America in New York City, February
3: twenty eighth, nineteen oh nine. Wow! Damn. Uh,
1: guess this is like a thing maybe it became a mainstream global holiday following its adoption by the united nations in 1977 so
0: i was right the 70s nice well there you go happy international women's day
1: in celebration i will be gifting the
2: world's eyeballs with my artistic take of some of my favorite fictional characters who are played by real women all in television you're
0: welcome Um. so how's our what 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 have you been watching let's let's (laughs) let's head down that path
3: yeah you don't want to hear about my gutters again (laughs)
0: you know what, what? so
3: <laughs>
0: you know and it's, it's starting
3: to podcast is supposed to be about video games and it is but not. it's really just about me and dan's lives
0: <laughs> and that's the thing like this episode like the first half was so heavy in comparison to the second half of the show that i had to do some like <laughs> editing magic to split it but like as i'm listening to it to edit it, I'm sitting there going, oh, it's called the soffit. Just just for me, just say the word soffit. Just soffit. Soffit. Soffit!
2: <laughs> Sock it to me. Does anyone know what that's from? Because that's where well, my eyes The, the,
0: the,
3: the soffit would need to be replaced, too, but that's not the, that's not the actual piece of wood okay, I'm trying to talk about. I forget I the
0: really name of it.
1: I really don't need to talk about the gutters anymore, though.
3: <laughs> Which
0: is Chris's fine.
1: head is in the
2: gutter, you no. know?
0: Wrong way. Wrong gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> well. Knock it uh, off, Krusty. Never.
0: Uh, so yeah that's that was a good chunk of last night um we started to talk about before we started recording we started to talk about the extreme difference in what's what's rose's real name
2: stephanie wait i just said it stephanie beatrice beatrice Beatrice. oh my god how did that go out of my head it's like you put me on the spot and now the pressure is too much i apologize
0: jesus we are oh, fans you're of
2: back on International Women's Day, <laughs> right? Thank you for being the best woman in this podcast. Okay, we are ahead.
0: we are big fans of Brooklyn Nine Nine in this household, and I had I had not I, I wasn't aware of the extreme difference in her voice to the f- point where like we watched in and I did not realize it was the same woman, and then I saw an interview, and it was extremely off putting to see Rosa. Not as not talk like Rosa. So, yeah, she's a lovely woman, though. It seems very nice, very sweet, very endearing. Not Rosa at all. Yeah, that's that's why they call it acting (laughs) acting. Yeah, but, you know, you would think maybe just a little bit like like she is truly, truly acting like there's nothing of her real personality
3: in there. Like, you could technically say Kevin Smith was acting in Daredevil,
0: but I mean, no, he wasn't. He was just Kevin Smith. (laughs) He's always just been Kevin Smith, (laughs) except for when he played Silent Bob, then he was being quiet, and that's not Kevin Smith at all. Yeah, that's that's probably some
1: acting, hardest
3: hardest acting he's ever done. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I love me some Kevin Smith, but that dude knows how to talk, yes, and
0: I'm one to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) so what have you what have have you what have what have you guys been watching
1: quite a bit actually it seems like um i remember there was a point in the pandemic where people were like oh no like tv production is shut down all over the place are we going to run out of netflix are we going to reach the end (laughs) netflix and it didn't happen but i feel like if like Shows had been out of production a little bit longer. They might have, because it feels like everything that would put on was put on hold, it got restarted at the same time, and so now everything is coming out at the same time.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, we're in a we're in a a, a TV extravaganza at the current moment. Uh, Interesting, which is 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 really quite quite fun and fascinating. We're seeing lots of new stuff. Uh, let me get my list. out. I am mad
0: curious because as of right now, I've, I'm recycling stuff or, or catching up on things that I had acquired, but haven't watched. So I'm really interested in what you guys have, have been partaking in.
3: Well, I'll tell you what I didn't partake in, which was a humongous bummer was, uh, the first new episode of mystery science theater, uh, was available for the people who backed, uh, the project. And I am one of those people. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to get my ticket to work to uh, check into the Gizmoplex, which is the new app where all the new Mr. Science Theater stuff runs. Oh. And uh, I was I was unfortunately unable to catch it, even though I probably wasn't going to watch all of it anyway, because uh, I. um we had other TV to watch that night that I was equally excited for. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try a little bit, but I'm not going to try that hard because we have these other shows that I've been really itching to, to watch. So we'll, we'll just do that. Okay. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Uh, and then I got an, an email from them today saying that it was actually a, a widespread issue. A lot of people were having trouble with backer kit and getting everything fixed and they're, they're trying to help, but it's a, it's a small part of their team, uh, all that business. So, And again, I don't really mind too much because I have absolutely no shortage of things to be watching <laughs> on TV right now. So, um, I mean, do you want me to dive in? Do you want to sure. go? Sure.
1: Go, go nuts.
3: All right. Well, the first and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> I know what he's going to start with. I, I, I have been itching. We had a couple of people asking me about it in the Discord. I've been itching to talk about it. The Law and Order is back. new episodes of law and order have have happened we're two episodes in Mm -hmm. and i have some feelings um the first episode was not great it was it was pretty rocky and most of what i consider it to be rocky was based on how different it felt from law and order like it's Law and Order ended quite a while ago, mm-hmm. and but Law and Order SVU is still going super strong. And SVU is a very different show. It's it feels different, it looks different, it's shot different. It's it's got a very you know modern TV drama. Like it's very melodramatic you know st- right. stuff going on like and this is what's going on with the characters lives and, and now everyone knows people and this is delving into our tragic histories and stuff and all right that that's a different show and that's good for you uh, i'm glad people like that show i i wasn't able to get all that into it it's original law and order mothership is 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 where my heart resides so we start this one up and um it's it's de- the first episode was kind of doing a riff on Bill Cosby. Okay. So uh, it was like this big popular what is it musician I think yeah. they made him. Uh, it was a big popular musician who had like a whole metric ton of women accusing him of rape and roofing their drinks and whatnot, and then he winds up getting murdered, and so we meet. We're reintroduced to uh, uh, Detective Lupo, who was Anthony Anderson. I thought it was Bernard. Oh, Lu- uh, Bernard, right. Lupo is gone. Lupo is the one who was uh, our Lord and Savior, Jeremy Sisto, uh, who is no longer on the show. Uh, I stole. he was that was because he was on Jesus Christ Superstar right that was what that yeah he was. played Jesus and something he played Jesus and something and every time we would watch the <laughs> L- Law and Order when it was on before every time he was on on screen Karen would call him our Lord and Savior Jeremy Sisto and it just cracked me up so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got that I stole that from
3: somewhere that's not me but <laughs> well I'm giving you full credit thank you uh, so yes he has been replaced by the dude from Burn Notice who was fucking awful.
0: Yeah, the he's man, not the, great. the lead guy from Burn Notice. Yeah, yeah, squinty,
3: squinty eyes. Right. Uh this he was tragic. Uh <laughs> they made him um they made him uh uh basically like
1: a real cop.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they made him basically like a a a sort of trumpy real cop like uh you know, there was a scene where he literally said, "You know, I I speak my mind, and maybe I shouldn't always, but you know, I say what's on my mind." And like, they made him that dude, like uh... he was extremely unlikable. But then they tried to make him likable, and it was, it was just not okay. <laughs> it didn't feel right. It, it was a complete miserable failure to make him likable because it was this scene where Anthony Anderson and him are uh going to uh you know interrogate somebody they went to go find somebody on the street and he, st- he and uh he just immediately started treating him like a cop treats black people basically mm. uh your stereotypical way you would think that would happen in new york city and the guy started getting all uppity with him and he started getting very copy with him and uh, then people around him start whipping out their phones and everything and they're shooting all of it. And uh, he starts walking away being all mad. And Anthony Anderson's like, you know, I'm I'm glad these phones are all here because it, it keeps us accountable. And then he goes in this whole tirade about like, Rah. It
1: was very after school special the way it was written.
3: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. But then he finishes off his whole complaint thing with like, but I agree with you. It makes us accountable. Like bull fucking shit. <laughs> these two statements do not connect at all. He was the worst. He was just awful to watch. And, like, it wasn't just that his character was crap. He was hard to watch. Like, he's he's brutal. Now, granted, he's not the worst detective I've seen on the show. (laughs) There was, I can't remember her name. I think she was around for one season. And she must have been someone's cousin or something. Uh, (laughs) She was...
0: Producer's niece.
3: Yeah, she was... She premiered the same season as Alana de Garza did, where she was one of the uh, ADAs, and she was phenomenal. I genuinely miss her. Um, but boy, this this girl detective was just she was the pits, man. So she's the low bar, but this dude is like right there next to her. Like, yeah, you're, you, mm, 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 yeah. <laughs> this was this was bad. Um, so you know, that was all right. And um, what's uh, what's her name? The woman who replaced... Uh,
1: Cameron Manheim.
3: Yeah. She was fine. She didn't really get to do much. Uh, yeah, She was in the lieutenant position. And, you know, she she reminds me of kind of Dan Florek's character, um, where she's just like... Ang- uh, he was the first uh, lieutenant on the show, and then he wound up going over to SVU. But, mm-hmm. like... This dude was just angry all the time, like at everything and everyone for all things, <laughs> just in, in, in a consistent bad mood. Like he, every time he answered the phone, he would answer the phone, what? Like, no matter what situation he's in, every time he answered the phone, what? <laughs> so that this this woman kind of reminded me of him, uh, except a little less charming. I don't know. She was on The Practice, I think. Mm-hmm long time ago uh i don't know i've definitely seen her in other things and she's basically playing that that person so all right um so that was the cop side of things the, the that was the law the order side <laughs> is um it was all right what's this this hugh Dancy, i think is his name is or yes why why do people care about this guy like i don't know i don't know he's he's all right i guess he's fine Oh, back to the cops. There was a, <laughs> the, there's a background cop. She's fucking great. She waits. <laughs> She's like. Background cop. Uh, yeah like all right so you got the two main main detectives okay and then there's always like, there's the other detectives that work in the same office and like for the first i don't know, like 20 seasons or so was this profachi dude who's just some random italian guy who come in and then they had this other woman for a while that was like the random other other detective that comes in and does things like this woman's great the new one that they have for this she's phenomenal i don't know her name i wish she would just like take burn notice's job. Like get <laughs> burn notice out of there. I get that they put him there to try to attract, you know, that burn notice fans,
0: like the, the Yeah, the burn True notice
3: D- fans or the Republicans basically. <laughs> uh and I just this other woman is she's had like four lines and she has a fucking personality. I'm like keep talking. <laughs> it's it, maybe she sticks out so much because she's against burn notice, but like, oh my god. <laughs> it's just what the hell. So anyway, back to the, the the lawyers um
1: Hugh Dancy is uh from Hannibal that's where people know
3: okay. him okay oh okay uh, I just know that I've seen a lot of uh people on Twitter being like, he's so dreamy, I love him so uh, okay he's he's all right mm. um Jack McCoy seemed real real kind of weak in the first episode, and he said he said something that was so brutally out of character for him where he was talking about uh they were <laughs> they were really trying to hit a lot of like uh, talking points, uh, and one, and he was like complaining about, uh, the, oh, the the police are these. We got to work with these people, and people are out there trying to defund them for God's sake. And, like, dude, this is Jack McCoy is smarter than this. Jack McCoy knows the difference between what def- what defund the police means to your average Trump supporter and what defund the police actually means. Mm. That was that's just such a ridiculously unintelligent line that really irked me. And I don't know. So so lawyer dude's fine. Uh, his assistant is also fine. She's neither of them really struck me as very interesting. They're just fine. Um,
1: I feel like they're using that woman assistant DA, like, for whatever, you know, whatever suits the story, just like, or not even the story, just the case, like, he didn't let her... You know, he didn't take her let her take the lead on anything until it served their case for it to be a woman oh, presenting so gross.
3: it. Yeah, that it was, was, it was that was that bothered gross. me. So like they needed to he needed her to close the case, like to do closing arguments. Mm-hmm. And like it was like you need to go up there and tell your story. And so she went up there and her closing argument was that she was, you know, drugged and raped or something at some point. And like come on, show, be better than this. <laughs> or mm. or just or don't swing that hard, you know? Just do Law & Order for a little while. Before you get to the very special episodes like this one, Like, how about you just do Law & Order? How about somebody finds a dead body in the park and we we just figure that shit out for a while?
1: Which was the second episode. Which was the second episode. And it was episode. much better. It was so much better.
3: <laughs> Burn Notice didn't like give us much of his personality. He just kind of stood around and was like, okay, I can watch Anthony Anderson. It was fine. And that's enough. It, it was fine. It was fine. The second episode was like... I, this is what we wanted. This is what i This is what I showed up for. And more importantly, second episode was shot more like Law and Order. So when um, one thing that it's kind of irking me is that they've changed the intro sequence. Now they've redone the theme song only once before. Uh, okay, and most of it was just re-recording the bass line, so it wasn't this really really tacky '80s baseline. And they extend, you know, made it into a kind of tacky '90s baseline. Okay, this one, this version of the theme song is designed to sound more like the SVU theme song so it's very like like crunchy drums and very mm. intense and it's kind of bugging me like I don't hate it but it's like SVU's theme is a play off of the original law and order theme so now it seems like you're playing off of the thing that's playing off of what you're supposed to be in the first place do you
2: know what i'm picturing in my head now because of your sound effects and the sounds that you're describing
3: what Uh, i I do not
2: transformers meets seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) what that's what i hear in my i don't know why but that's what i'm getting from this description i am sorry for everything you're not that far off really oh no that's so much worse
3: i hear where you're coming from i could i could i could piece that in there um Yeah, uh, so uh, the other thing about the shots in the first episode is, like, Law & Order does a lot of static shots. Law & Order doesn't try to be overly dramatic with its camera perspectives and stuff. It doesn't do any fancy tricks. And while we're watching this episode, sometimes somebody would be talking, and the camera starts, like, doing some swoopy panning around or slow pan shot, and it's like, this is,
0: mm mm-mm no yeah, this isn't working for you my my experience with law and order is they pretty much put the thing on a tripod and just acted in front of it
3: yeah like it's, right? it's pretty it's pretty bare bones and that's what made the show so good is that it just stood on its content mm-hmm. its content and the way that content was delivered that was what made the show good and what makes the show such an enjoyable thing to kind of turn your head off to sort of and it was like solving a mystery and you're solving it along with them and it's and it's fun, but it's it seemed like it was trying real hard to be very dramatic in the first episode. And the second one, while not, you know, perfect, it wasn't like the most amazing episode I've ever seen in my life, but it was it was good. It was fine. It was fun. It was law and order and that was a good time.
0: So were they using episode one as like a setup for the new people or the new cast, and then they're getting back into their rut, if you will, like going
3: I wish I knew okay. like it's it's not like the second episode could possibly be a reaction to the first one, no. Because right. you know, this is this stuff's already shot, right? I so though, yeah, uh, that's my assumption. But it seemed like the first episode was NBC trying to find a way to get people to
0: watch this show again. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, they it, don't it,
1: need to do. It was only yeah, on for they,
0: twenty seasons. They have to do something different, right? Like twenty seasons the, is not that big of a deal. <sighs> the the beauty of the show, it's, it,
3: they all you have to do is make more law and order, and it and it's fine. Uh, I just don't know the if it's getting will any come. kind of ratings or whatever. But it's I don't I have no idea how long this is going to last going forward. I would be surprised if it makes it past this episode, mm-hmm. um, but or this season. But I'm just happy to see it back. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's on the air. It is it has caused me to think a bit about why I like the show. Uh, because I'm a lot more, I guess, aware of the world than I was when I was marathoning law and order on TNT, like, Mm -hmm. you know, 10, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, It's a lot has changed and it would seem to me like I, I probably shouldn't like a show that's glorifying cops. Um, and that was the a lot of the discourse that I saw about this show was how it was glorifying you know police and everything and you shouldn't watch this show because eh, because cops are bad etc cetera, etc cetera. and I'm I was I was trying to figure out like wrap my head around all right I get what you're saying but I've been consistently watching law and order like for years and even past the TNT marathons like you know a year or two ago I was streaming it constantly while i was at work i've been you know streaming it while i painted the basement a few months back like i still really like law and order and so i had to really kind of think about why why do i like this show that's effectively glorifying cops and i think it's because it's fantasy like yeah it's it's not a hundred percent realistic it's 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 kind of like watching west wing like Mm -hmm. it's more of a like well wouldn't that be nice
1: yeah, it's like an idealized version of.
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't I'm not looking at that saying like, yeah, this is what real cops and lawyers are like. But they're- on the other hand, this show has historically not really pulled a lot of punches in terms of cops and lawyers being really shitty. Um they've had I mean, think I could I think that the,
1: the you know, the defense has Tr- or the prosecutor says typically been honorable though
3: yes the, the prosecutors have typically been like straight up honorable and usually the detectives that you're following the, the prosecutors and the detectives that you're following are the ones who are usually the good guys but they, there's been plenty of times where like you know i was just watching an episode a few a few days ago over lunch, where Lenny Briscoe was talking to Chris uh, Chris Noth's character, and they were talking about, uh, what was it? Some Egyptian bombed something, and Chris Noth was just like, here's how you solve this problem. You just put up a giant fence and electrify it all around the country. And Briscoe starts giving him shit for it, like the other side of that, like, well, that's a stupid argument, and here's why. And like, you just get these brief conversations to kind of like, do opposing viewpoints or like here's the popular talking point and here's why it's a dumb kind of a thing and that kind of nifty idealized stuff is fun but also like i mentioned that profachi guy Mm -hmm. after like 20 some odd years dude turned out to be a dirty cop (laughs) they I, i can't count the number of episodes that had to deal with the the detectives having to investigate a cop and just how shitty that is and not like how tough it is to be like oh but they're the good guys like the fucking blue wall and everything, that is a major recurring problem on the show where the detectives like, all right, we have to investigate this shooting. Something seems wrong and no cop will, will cooperate at all because the cops all stand by each other. Even when, even when they're covering up, they know they're covering up crime. Mm -hmm. Like the show's never really shied too far away from that. So it really kind of lends to the whole, like, yeah, I like law and order, because it is this fantasy, this idealized fantasy of like, well, wouldn't this be nice if that's actually the way things worked? If you know, right. <laughs> if 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 the good people were always the people you know with the badges and, and
1: I, like the you know the guilty person doesn't always get convicted on Law and Order, but um, it, it would be so nice if guilty people in real life got convicted as often as they do on the show
3: (laughs) right yeah and it's 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 fun because it's fun to watch because one it's it's solving a mystery and that's always fun to do in your your tv shows your tv dramas but also like a lot of the times when you get some sort of like okay this is just a bad person i want to see them suffer consequences and then they do most of the time so so yeah that's but hey, I not always, really, and yeah. that's
1: what keeps it interesting, exactly, too. Exactly,
3: because you never know when they're going to be like, no nah, man, they got away with it. <laughs> and then, like, they walk out of the courtroom and they're like, well, shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's awful. And then Jack
1: McCoy <laughs> says something amazing, and then credits roll.
3: Yes, indeed. Oh. And I love that, like, man, Sam Watterson picked up exactly where he left off. um Basically, Uh, His character, Jack McCoy, as he got older and became the actual district attorney, Mm -hmm. uh, who was uh, Stephen Hill's character, basically Mm -hmm. he's turning into Stephen Hill's character. Like, Jack McCoy always idolized Adam Schiff, and now that... Now he is is him. Now he's in that role. Dude's even dude even dresses like him. It's (laughs) fantastic. Whenever he leaves a scene and he puts on his hat and coat, I'm like, that is totally Adam Schiff's hat and coat. And like (laughs) that they're still doing this in this new season where it's like I was just wonderful. Oh, and the first episode had Carrie Lowell's uh character show back up. That was freaking wild. She was one of the regular uh she was uh Jack's ADA for a while, (laughs) and um she was god she was kind of she was kind of awful and like she made a lot of huge mistakes and then she wound up getting in like major trouble she got like temporarily disbarred or something like suspended or something from the bar for a while uh and then she was back working for the da's office in this one and made kind of a big mistake which was you know totally in character for her but like man they got her back to come do that huh? <laughs> they got well, her well, co- you know, to come back and show that she was still kind of shitty.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because in the IMDb listing for this, the first episode, it states Jamie Ross is shown to still be working as an ADA in the district attorney's office. However, she was a judge when she last appeared in forty-one shots in two thousand five. <laughs> so well, she, she was a was judge. A judge. Is that was she. That, up? I'm just reading the goof. That's it. <laughs> I remember she showed up as something
3: other than uh, she was working as a defense attorney for a bit. God, she went she went in a bunch of different directions, and she kept getting in trouble because she kept dragging her personal life into things.
0: Trial by jury, so that's the <laughs> way.
3: trial by jury. I forgot about that show. That was weird. So. God, she she showed up as a judge on that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Law and Order. I'm so happy it's back. Uh, and I'm glad that the second episode was so very much better than the first one, because bleh. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: put, sir. Bleh.
3: Yes, very. Bleh. <laughs> OK, well, that's that's the major one. Everything else, I think the two of us have been wa- watching together.
1: Yeah, I also watched Law and Order. Though. That's
3: that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but you were yeah, just yeah, there we're for the ride. Together, <laughs> but, like, I'm the lunatic when it comes to that show. So,
1: yes, you are.
3: Okay. Um, did you want to also talk about Picard? Oh, right. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take point on that one. <laughs> so uh, w- that was one of the ones that we watched uh, just the other night when the Mystery Science Theater thing was airing. Was We finally got to catch uh, the first episode of the new season of Picard. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. Good. It was. Um, it didn't go exactly where I thought it was going to go. Um, at the end of the first season, it looked like everybody was on the ship and they were all going to go have jolly fun adventures together. And with the with the this is the new crew, so yay! Let's go out and and venture and see the stars and do stuff. And it really just started off the episode. Not really started off, but once they they started off with like, oh, there's some weird green shit in space. (laughs) That's weird. Um, And then everything blows up, and then you're like, okay, let's 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 backtrack and see how we got to this point. The one of the one of those kind of opens. But uh, let's see. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. All the, the cast had been, All like- the cast, right. So they've been... They kind of just showed, like, oh, here's what everyone's been up to. Like, they've just been, like, doing good shit. So, like, this android girl that was the main focus of the first season, she's off, like, now that androids aren't... Uh, synthetic human beings aren't outlawed anymore. She's out, like, making peace and, like, kind of being in... Synthetic life ambassador and what's her name, Allison Pill's character is out there just kind of hanging with her
1: and getting drunk apparently and, and
3: getting drunk all the time. She's been exonerated for the uh, the murder because uh, that was something that kind of bugged me. Like she straight up killed a dude in the first season. How are they really going to get away with her not suffering any consequences? Consequences well, while she was exonerated because she killed the guy because of some weird Vulcan, uh, you know, mind control memory thing. So. They signed and it was like, all right, that's good enough for me. I get more Alice and Pill and I don't have to worry about her being a murderer anymore. So go go team. Um so that was that was pretty cool. Uh you know, the the assassin dude wound up being a uh like he he joined Starfleet and he's a he's yeah you know, a Rafi's first
1: full, full Romulan cadet. Yes, right?
3: first full Romulan cadet, which is pretty cool and uh I don't all know. Raffi and Card been... are both like in Starfleet now, running things because the people who were in charge of running things in Starfleet that made Starfleet kind of shitty were like part of this whole conspiracy to outlaw, you know, life and blow up a bunch of Mars and all that stuff. It is it's lore. Don't worry about it. Que- but question. It was really
0: fun. Okay, go ahead. What, question. Before we jump too far away, weren't there other Romulans, like on other shows? Like what Worf? Wasn't he a Romulan? No, oh, he's a
2: Worf. Clone. No, he's yeah.
0: He's a what? Sorry on!
1: God we're getting so uh, much hate mail okay
0: I don't <laughs> know Star Trek right at all. Now. we I'm... haven't
3: even dropped the episode Romulans are like uh an offshoot of Vulcans people okay. are just
0: sensing it hey, sure go ahead at me all you want go ahead try and find me on Twitter <laughs> I dare so, you so yeah okay this the first you know
3: full full Romulan and that's 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 pretty pretty cool all right uh but they just had a decent chunk of the show just being like Here's here's what everyone's been up to. <laughs> here's a good what time. you've been missing. Everyone's happy, you know, doing some cool stuff. It's it's a good time. And okay. I like that. I like that. I was really really just enjoying watching everybody who went through quite a lot in the last season just being like, And here's what we're up to now. And it's just kinda cool. <laughs> and now they're all in a good place in life. Yeah. Now now they're okay. So how are we gonna fuck this up?
1: <laughs> and then the, the the captain Rios ended up Ca- captaining the uh, the Stargazer, which is Picard's old ship. Yeah, which, yeah,
3: which is uh, well, yeah, the newest ver- new newer version, newer version of, of Picard's his. first uh, Picard's first ship, which was really cool.
1: I really like that character and that actor. I like that you know all the holograms, different holograms he played in the first season, mm-hmm. and I like him as a captain and the fact that like he was on the bridge and he told his like you know his bridge people navigator. I don't know, whoever he commanded, he, he was like, instead of make it so, he was like, dale, because he's he is Hispanic. And, and they were all just like, what? And he goes, oh, make it so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're like, no, I want him to make it his own. I like dale, let's go. Yeah, it was, that was that was fun. It was wonderful. Um, So, uh, what's it, this, like, they go out to the, some some folks out there find some weird green shit in space, and they're like, "Oh well, this is some pretty unusual green shit in space. It looks like it's cracking open to like another universe. You should probably come check this out."
1: It's like normally there there's some green shit in space, like nothing to worry about, but this is some pretty unusual green shit. Yeah, this
3: is highly unusual green shit in space. <laughs> so like seven of is out there doing her ranger thing. And uh, she's she's got Rios' old ship because he's in Starfleet. Down, she just happens to like stumble onto the same green shit. We're like, oh man, there's green shit about. So uh, they they go into the uh, the, the star the, the stargazer, and uh, Allison Pill goes and translates the weird noise that's coming out of the green shit. And the weird noise is like, help us, help us, Picard. <laughs> like, of course, well,
2: help us, Picard. You're our only savior. Wait. <laughs>
3: That that's awfully specific. So <laughs>
1: he cannot pull off the Leia hairdo, by the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so um, what's it? Uh, they they go and they find Picard, and they're like, "So hey, uh, you know, Picard's like." getting pretty close to macking it with this uh romulan woman that he lives with oh who, uh, her husband died i don't remember did he actually die in the first season i can't remember if he I got shot or I don't remember him
1: dying i thought maybe yeah. the actor died in in between seasons and that was their way of explaining it yeah
3: maybe wow. either way she was trying to mack it with picard and he's like you know 150 years old um I was that <laughs> was uncomfortable yeah i was that. kind of uncomfortable partially
1: because i'm if i'm not mistaken patrick stewart is gay
3: is he i'm per- i know ian mckellen is no I, th- I think patrick stewart's straight he just okay loves no ian he's McKellen. just a, a good ally yeah he's just a good ally um uh so yeah that was weird but then like starfleet shows up and was like you gotta come out here and check this sh- thing out and he's like <laughs> you dude, gotta
1: you gotta check the screen shit out.
3: check this green shit out and picard's like dude i just came back like i just saved a whole bunch of stuff i'm chilling all right I'm home. Yes, I like space. I want to go out there. I'm having some weird mommy issues, which is the thing that we're, that I'm dreaming about lately. But whatever. I'm not um, okay with the mommy issues thing. You cannot possibly tell me that whatever this green shit is has to be handled by me. And you're like, oh, no, sir. Check this shit out. And They play the message. And he's just like, fuck. They're asking for <laughs> me by it. name. Okay. <laughs> so they beam him out to the green shit. And they're like, help me, Picard. And he's like, well, I'm here. Now what? And then, like, this weird, crazy starship thing, like, cruises through, and it's like a Borg ship, but it's not a cube, it's like a Borg polygon thing that's like crazy Borgness, and they're like... Dude, the Borg's asking for help? That's not okay. All right.
1: No, they're the gonna... Borg wasn't asking for help, it was asking to join That's right. Star...
3: They're asking to join Starfleet. And they're like, that's <laughs> no. Are you fucking nuts? They're just gonna come here and assimilate everybody. And oh the guard's like, God. Yeah, but what if they're not? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what they say about Borg ships. More
3: corners, more problems. So Exactly. Like this is the spikiest Borg ship I've seen all day. And like this guy is just like, okay, they want to join Starfleet, and seven of nine is like, no, they're the Borg, they're fucking evil, and they are going to destroy all of us, like the second they get the opportunity. And he's like, Okay, but this is Borg in a crazy polygonal ship that's coming out of a bunch of green shit. We've never seen this before. It's pretty weird by borg standards (laughs) and wouldn't it be awesome if they weren't evil (laughs) so they decide okay We'll hear you out. And then, like, shit starts to go south. And they're like, all right, we've heard enough. Put up the shields. Get the fuck out of Dodge. And the Borg's like, no, no, you're going to listen to us, goddammit. And they teleport through the fucking shields. They're like, they're teleporting through our shields. How are they doing that? I don't know. They're the fucking Borg. So Borg Queen herself (laughs) lands on the bridge. And she's like, all right, bitches. I want to join Starfleet. But first, I need some power. And so she gets all Doc Ock arms shooting all over the place and starts sucking up all this power. And so naturally, every jackass on the bridge starts firing phasers at her. Like, (laughs) I'm going to shoot the shit out of this woman. And every single person that shoots at her gets shot right back. She doesn't kill anybody, which they make a point of saying. But every one of them gets shot right back. And it's only the people doing the shooting. So the Captain Rios is just like, would you idiots please stop shooting at the Borg Queen who's shooting every single one of you right back? Your phasers aren't doing anything. And then, of course, everyone keeps shooting at her. Because, you know. As you do. <laughs> because Starfleet. She, there's, I mean, let's be honest. The fucking Borg Queen is standing on your bridge with Doc Ock tentacles sucking all the information out of your computers. Shit's clearly going south. Or at least it's meant to look like it's going south. And so Picard initiates this big self-destruct sequence. It's just like, if this goes the way we think it's going, then the Borg is going to ruin everything in all universes for all time, our only solution right now is to blow ourselves up and that's that's the end of it. So Picard initiates the self-destruct sequence, which is neat that a single person can do that now because in Star Trek history you could never, you couldn't even, even an admiral couldn't single-handedly self-destruct and you'd have like, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you just <laughs> bailed out of that. <laughs> Shit blows up, everyone's dead, except they're not. They wake up. Picard wakes up and it's like he's home he's home except like his cute uh, Romulan woman isn't there anymore. This uh, dude who was one of the synthetics from like the original, the first season who blew up Mars is like just there as his assistant. he's like, where's my lady? And he starts looking up online. He's like, Nope, sorry. I don't see any record of hers or something I can get for you. And he's basically seeing like, Oh shit, I'm in some weird alternate timeline here. And who's responsible? Motherfucking Q. Of course. (sighs) Motherfucking Q. And like, they did this trick twice, because before, earlier, before he went out and back into space and met up with the the Borg and the green shit, he went and talked to Whoopi Goldberg's character, Guinan, Uh and they did this whole bit like, man, you sure have gotten older, even though you're not supposed to age. And she's like, "Ah, I do it to catch up with the people I know, because, you know, it makes them feel more comfortable. It's not because I'm be goldberg and i'm old like (laughs) all right i'll buy that shit sure go ahead but then they did basically the same exact thing with q except they did the whole de-aging thing on him he showed up looking just like he did on next generation and then he's like damn picard you old as fuck and then he snapped his fingers and got old too i was like all right that's pretty neat (laughs) so what the extent of what's going on is i have absolutely no idea but then they showed like preview for what's happening in this season of picard and it's like yeah, Q's there to continue to fuck with Picard, which is kind of what he does. Is like the test for the the what is it? The trial never ends or whatever like that. Oh, so God. it looks, it's fun. It's super. I'm super into it. It it was a lot of fun to watch. It's it's nice and interesting. It's I'm kind of scared because I didn't see any of the Sochi girl. She was the the synthetic uh, girl who was basically like the point of the first season. Mm-hmm. I was. I was kind of afraid that they weren't going to have anything for her to do in a second season because I thought she was an interesting character and she was in the first episode, but I don't know. I don't see her existing in this alternate timeline that Q seems to have barfed up. So (laughs) I'm, uh, I, I, I didn't see her in any of the previews for this season. So I'm like, I really hope they didn't just write off this character because i was kind of hoping to see what she's like now that she knows who she is and i, I i'd l- i want to see more of where that character goes and i'm kind of afraid we're not going to get to see that but so
2: you're saying there was a, basically an entire season about a character and then they wrote the character off the show
3: yeah because i mean her arc basically ended like and it's... did it
2: doesn't sound like <sighs> a- it did
3: her basic storyline ended, but then there could be more to tell with her, or they could just be like, "And this is what she does now." Okay, that's we don't way know less interesting. For sure that exactly, she's not involved. We don't know that. and that's it just what's fun. Looks like to you. Yeah, and and I'm not really sure how she fits in with what this thing that Q has done is, because it's a it's an alternate future where synthetics were never banned in the first place. So if synthetics were never banned. This specific synthetic that she is would have no reason to exist, except Picard's crew seems to have their own memories of like, oh shit, this is not my world. What's going on here? So maybe she also somehow exists in this. I don't know. It's all very interesting. I can't wait to see where it goes. I have full faith in the show because the first season didn't let me down at all. So uh, uh, I'm game. I'm very excited.
1: Uh, and I'm just along for the ride. Um, <laughs> that first episode ended and I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to need some help here. <laughs>
3: I, I don't like know what that, that, that is. <laughs> what the fuck is Q? And and Nerdist isn't doing fun recaps of this show, which they really should, because like I want to go try to find, like, all right, let me find a good YouTube video that explains what Q is. And it was just this super boring Star Trek dude being like, Blah, 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 Star Trek and Q is a race of... Okay, wait, wait, wait,
2: I can do this. Karen, you, you know some supernatural stuff, right? You know? Okay. Yes, I know lots of it. Yeah, okay. He's the Gabriel. Okay, got it. Done. You're fucking welcome, everyone. <laughs> Why didn't everyone. you just tell me he's Gabriel. <laughs>
0: Because I don't know who Gabriel is. <laughs> well, Gabriel was the
2: trickster. He was a trickster character, and Q is like a much more chaotic version of that. But it's the easiest way to get someone to wrap their head around it if they've seen Supernatural.
3: Thank yeah, you. I mean that's basically how I describe it. It's like he's basically an all-powerful dick who likes fucking with Picard. Yeah <laughs> it's it's it's
2: a it's a combination between in Supernatural terms and be like a combination between Chuck and Gabriel. Cool. So,
1: got great. it. Yep. Yeah, I I said, you know, when I saw this like alternate timeline stuff going on in the previews for the season, it looks to me like the thing that um the thing that other people some some people hate about Doctor Who um is what I feel like might be happening here, which is like the rules are changing all the time and if the rules are changing all the time then there's no stakes and like mm-hmm. If anything can happen and any, like, you know, it, they can explain away something just by making some shit up, then, like, it kind of takes away the, uh, takes away the, I don't know, the excitement of, of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I have little to no investment in this series other than it's fun to watch. So if they, if that ends up happening, I don't really
3: care. <laughs>
0: okay um, you're the
1: perfect
2: candidate but I, I think
3: the thing is is like he can change all the rules but like he can change all the rules and do that permanently unless he's stopped so it's like yeah i can fuck with whatever i want and unless you find a way to stop me this is just your new reality now so that's, that's, that's the, the chuck chuck part. part yeah <laughs> and, oh I, chuck chuck oh chuck <sighs> Okay. So yeah, Picard is fun. It, I'm super glad that's back, and that is, so that's Law and Order, that's ongoing. Picard, that's ongoing. And we have two other shows that mm-hmm. are ongoing?
1: Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> no. Don't. You you talked a lot, so I'm now going to... Oh, um, that's true.
3: I thought you meant like shut up as in I was going to say something dumb. I was like, no, no take the baton. No, no. Get talking.
1: Um, And I can hopefully keep it a little bit more...
3: Um, <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Less animated.
2: Listen, I'm not only amused, I am relieved because we have very Very little little.
1: I'm sitting over here like during Law and Order going, I hope the people who listen to this podcast care about Law and Order, because if they don't, they're gone.
3: (laughs) Well, I know that I had a couple of questions from people in the discord chat asking what i thought and so i was, I was I am, happy to i am i am glad to... you are
1: of service to those people
3: yes indeed i did do. not know they were out there
1: they are there D- anyone out there who
3: likes law and order as much as you our oh, discord i don't think they chat... like law and order i think they just wanted to know what i think of it
2: yeah i was gonna <laughs> say our discord chat actually has great thoughts and asks good questions and everyone in discord i'm sorry that i haven't been tuning in very much lately i'm ignoring my own discord server as well uh mostly because i got some extra work recently and it's just been really really hard for me to keep track of everything but I promise I'll be better so that's all
1: Um, I am I am aged and do not understand discord which is why I'm not usually on there so sorry discord Um, but yeah I'm not even going (laughs) to promise you that I'll try because (laughs) I can say that and I can mean it and I can want to do it but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen I'm going to forget that discord exists again Um, it's happened before (laughs) so instead i'll tell you about the other shows we've been watching um on international women's day i will i will switch to our women focused shows uh one of which is killing eve
0: which Mm.
2: is back (gasps) Ah, okay i just want you
1: to know i
2: won't go into too much detail no no it's fine i'm not watching it but someone else last week recommended that i do And Uh uh, I'm going to watch it so that I can talk to you guys about it.
1: It's great. That's Um, what they said. Yes. Uh, So season four just premiered. Um, And I think it's it's on AMC, but it's also on BBC America. And apparently it's on those two different stations at different days and different times. And the reason that this came to my attention is that my mother-in-law texted me to tell me it was back and then she was and then i was like oh well i guess i'll just put it on since i happen to be sitting here with the remote and uh then she later then as i'm like trying to get trying to find the channel she's like oh wait never mind it's on tomorrow and then i found it and it certainly appeared to be a new episode <laughs> and then she was like, wait, and then she explained this whole thing about it being on different channels I'm like, this is dumb and it doesn't make any sense and I had caught it in the middle anyway so we saved it for another night when we could watch the whole thing Um, it is back it is, you know, interesting It it remains interesting, it is setting up some interesting things of trying to catch bad guys and Eve is like on the hunt for the 12 and she's banging this guy who's helping her out um, in more ways than one. Like you do. <laughs> um, and it appears that um, Villanelle is trying to reform herself so that Eve will like be with her. Um, like
0: romantically which... or be friends with her?
1: Mm, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for clearing that up.
1: And um, what's-his-face, the Russian guy is, like, mayor of something now, so that's interesting.
3: (laughs) That was a surprise.
1: Um, And Harriet Walter's back, too. She's, like, kind of gone on, you know, got put onto, like, some crappy diplomatic assignment because she's been, uh, you know, she got too out of control and they didn't want to give her any power anymore. So now she's, like feeding Eve information so that, so that she can carry on her mission. Um, when Eve is like, fuck you, I work for you, but I do want to do the thing that you want me to do.
0: I'm <laughs> so, not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me.
1: Uh, so it's good to have it back. It's only been one episode, so I, you know, I don't, I, don't, I can't see too far down the path with this show. I just, I'm just along for the ride and happy it's back these these characters and these actresses particularly always entertain so
3: it's the final season right
1: yes it is the final season so it'll be interesting to see where it ends up I know that this is based on a series of books I don't know how long the series goes but uh, it is um, I, I, I can see it ending and me being satisfied with that okay um, the other show that is back which is airing two episodes a week which is weird choice for a streaming service but okay yeah it's pretty neat um yeah it does it's like it it's, it's kind of satisfies that it, that like want of binge but also not want to have it um go too fast which is uh mrs mazel
0: oh okay. nice Season
1: four is also back um and so i think four episodes of that have
3: aired yeah i like this whole two episode drop thing because it's you you, you do you want to you want to binge it because like you just don't want to stop watching it it's really goddamn good uh but i also am a big fan of the whole like well let it sit for a week so i have to think about what's coming and you know it forces me to watch other things it forces me to not give into the 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 bad binging habit and that since the last seasons have all been like, you know, Amazon was just doing the whole, you know, season dump mm-hmm. with uh, Ms. Mazel. And this is a different approach. And I, I, I am rather fond of it. I think it's a very cool move. Nice.
1: Um. So it picks up from the aftermath of when she was uh, on tour with Shy Baldwin and ended up getting kicked off the tour because she told some jokes she
3: shouldn't have. I completely forgot so many details.
1: (laughs) Well, she went away for like two years. Yeah,
3: it's been a while, and I really could have used a proper recap. In fact, I still could. I really should jump on YouTube and try to find a proper recap because they keep bringing up other things in the episodes and be like, "Oh shit, does that what?" Yeah,
1: like Susie and her sister committed insurance (laughs) fraud.
3: Yeah, forgot all about that shit.
1: uh all kinds of shit happened but uh so yeah look yourself up a recap but they're kind of like they kind of wrapped up everything that was left over from a previous season and have now moved on to this new stance um where she's working as an MC in a strip club okay all right. <laughs> I It was like, you know, kind of happenstance how she found herself there, and then she was, like, backstage um, and noticed the guy who did it was A, really bad at his job, and B, retiring. And so she, like, you know, kind of insinuated herself into the situation and is now, like, making the place a big success, not only with her being much better as a comic, but also just, like, having a woman... Kind of in charge, like, it's it, it, the place is run by a bunch of guys who don't really give a shit, because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of an illegal operation, so they're just, like, there to make their money and they don't really care, and she, like, cares about the performers and uh, cares about, like, the conditions and the working conditions and all this stuff, so... Things are things are improving there, and it's uh, interesting. It's uh, Santino Fontana from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend who's joined the cast. He's like the stage manager at okay. the strip club, and he's uh, super fucking annoyed by her, <laughs> like because he had just like a pretty sweet job where he didn't have to do that much, and now she's like making him do all this work.
3: But um, he kind of also seems to like that things are running better, like to a degree. Yes, he's torn. <laughs> he, <laughs> Yeah, he's torn between laziness and being like, "Oh, hey, we can actually like put on a quali- put on quality entertainment." Uh, interesting.
1: <laughs> um, so it's nice to have him there. Susie's like, man- tal- talent management business is actually like sort of taking off a little bit. She's like focusing on her business and it's good. There's a whole thing with like. Her gambling problem, and she lost all of Midge's money and had to, like, borrow money from Joel so that Midge wouldn't know that all this. It it got way out of control last season, I felt, like, that whole, like, gambling storyline. Um, So I'm glad they kind of, like, put that to bed, and I don't really need to see that. I'm much more interested in seeing Susie just run her business. Like, that's, that's interesting enough that you don't need her, like, fucking up in, you know, that mm. way. Right. Um, Sophie Lennon is still a force. Is still a <laughs> presence on the show.
3: That was a, a pleasant surprise to see yeah. her come back and you, do what she's doing. I
1: <laughs> mean, it, when you have a character that great, you cannot just you you have to keep using using them. You can't write that off. Um, and then you know the whole like extended family ridiculousness <laughs> continues to be they're they're all back living together her, her parents are now living in her apartment but like putting on a front that they bought they bought midge's apartment for her even though it was the other way around. Oh <laughs> like wow. She bought it back herself and then invited her parents to come stay with that stay with her.
3: But they needed to put on some sort of cover story because it would like, seem improper. It would, yeah, it would
1: be embarrassing or whatever. Yeah. So um A lot of good stuff is going on. The one thing that I didn't um, care for is that the whole... Well, there's two things I don't care for. One of which is we've only seen Lenny Bruce once, and he was being kind of a dick. It was was hilarious, but he was being kind of a dick to midge like she found him passed out on a sidewalk and brought him home
3: well that was the second time we saw him
1: oh
3: or the first time he. oh he came in that's
1: right i just i want him to be in every episode i guess so (laughs) it's not enough for me that he was only in two um the other thing that i really don't care for is that she starts out the season doing a set at the gaslight talking about how she wants revenge on shy baldwin for being dumped from the tour And it seems very shitty and very white privilege of her to be like, I am mad that I got fired. And the reason that, but the reason that I got fired is that I outed a gay man.
2: Um, Oh, Jesus. That's why she got fired.
1: Yeah, she, I mean, it's, it was kind of like a, you know, not so, uh, you know, kind of unspoken secret like people who people knew it but you didn't really talk about it right and then she got on stage and did jokes about it in at the apollo theater in harlem The fuck did she think was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) exactly she was bombing and then like she didn't know what to do so she turned to that um so she talks she she opens i mean the opening of the first episode is really funny because it literally does pick up from them like being kicked off the tour on the tarmac and like getting a taxi and going home mm-hmm. and being very mad about it um but eventually through happenstance she gets an opportunity to meet back up with shy baldwin and confront him about it and explains that her uh position is that she knows she did something wrong that what she was mad about was being fired without being given to a chance to explain herself because she thought that they were personal friends and that she deserved that. So it made a little bit more sense that she was like revenge levels of angry and like through this conversation that she had with him, she came to understand that they were working together. They're not friends. She knows she did something wrong. she knows she didn't deserve the chance to explain herself um but she did explain herself and apologize since she had the opportunity mm-hmm. so it was redeeming it was it was worrying me for a minute, but it is is redeeming that she did end up the the show ended up handling that like that
3: It was really interesting too, because you could tell that she was really not okay with the way that shy was being handled. Uh, you know, cause I think I remember last season, her being pretty adamant about the fact that he shouldn't be pretending to be something he's not, mm-hmm. which is not really easy in the time that they were living <laughs> in specifically. Um, but none of his crew are around anymore. Like basically the people who manage shy, basically replaced everyone around him um because there was too much of his personal life I- existing and so they were trying to keep him out of things like they married him off basically mm-hmm. uh to some woman and to keep the front going got yeah M- midge thought it was pretty gross and uh then they like they pulled them into the room to try to like make sure she was never going to talk about the stuff that she knew And she wasn't going to do that anyway, so she turned down all the money, much to uh,
1: Susie's dismay.
3: dismay, (laughs) Because they kept offering her more and more money to not talk, and she was like, no, I don't want any of your money. And she's like, are you sure you don't want any of your money? Because that's a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very amusing scene. Um, Yeah, that was was an interesting thing to watch, and kind of tough to watch, because you just see this this guy's life is just being completely managed for him in a way that absolutely betrays everything that he really is on the inside and it's 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 super disturbing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like um he's just basically worth too much money to the record label for them to let him be who he is gotcha that's, like, so tragic,
2: but also I really love the fact that this show is, like, facing that as a reality and not trying to be, like, modern times, let's change the narrative because it suits current day. Like, no, that's what it was. That's what people had to live with. Yes, unfortunately. Quite. <sighs> but it wouldn't be it tragic does. if we didn't have a point of comparison to now, and that's mm-hmm. right. That's important.
1: At least we know that, you know... Hashtag, it gets better. Yes. Somewhat. So, yeah, Maisel's great. Um, that's all I
3: have to say. Yeah, so we're watching. <laughs> we've got new Law & Order, new Picard, new Miss Maisel, new Killing Eve. We've got four current shows running right now a
1: and a bunch of stuff coming up both like for us together and me personally have like three shows from airing in the next couple of weeks
3: really what do you got
1: Damn. um there's a new season of queer eye coming out like tomorrow oh, shut shit. the fuck up are you serious <laughs> queer <laughs> eye Ge- queer eye germany oh my um, god and then okay. call the midwife's coming out and there's something else at the end of bridgerton is coming back too. Nice.
2: Meh, no, Queer Eye. Queer eyes where's that? Oh my God. Oh my god.
3: Oh <laughs> and my Moon nights on the thirtieth. Yeah. Like
2: yeah, these, Queer these Eye.
3: shows that are currently running, like these four <laughs> shows are not going to be done by the time the nope. end of the month happens. So Queer Eye,
1: will. here's me sitting here like feeling like a horse's ass that we didn't really watch Resident Alien when we had the chance because now
3: right. <laughs> <yeah>. Resident <laughs> now Alien's it's still a, a thing a that we haven't started because we've been watching all these other things. But yeah, Resident Alien is still there and I don't want to forget about it because I do. We, we really actually had a conversation
0: season. like cuz we are like for us we are pretty much either still going on things we've over I can't, I only think of one new show that I've started watching. Have you Han, have you watched started anything new?
2: No, I actually wanted to recently. Um I I will say I officially threw in the towel on Walker.
3: I'm good for you. Oh, good I'm girl. glad you're done with that. I
2: can't. I've been walked in one day and he's like, this is just bad. Like, why are you still watching this? He's like, don't do this for me. Like, like I had a stop. Converse- <laughs> I
0: had a conversation on Facebook with someone because like, they couldn't understand the the, the thought process behind hate watching something. And I had, a, I had to explain hate watching comes from hope. <laughs> the hope of it being good. The hope that that actor or that actress from the thing that you love will be as good in this new thing. And you just keep hoping that it's going to get better. Spoiler alert. It didn't. And nine times out of ten, hate watching does not get you there. But that's the where it comes from. It doesn't get better. <laughs> it does not get better. Yeah. yeah so really. good to know. I will not be walking into the room and, and Walker will be on. Okay
2: yeah I just couldn't and I have to say like you know I just I want to like it I don't know if anyone else out there has watched it and knows that it will get better like uh, please you're, you're
0: in you've watched enough if it's not getting good by now this you know they, they say that you know you take one or two episodes to get it no no you're, I'm you're, through, you're like, far past I that. went
2: like <laughs> 70% of the way through a season and like
0: Got to get to the last 25% of the season, hun. Oh, That's when it gets good. Gripes. I
3: just can't. We were just um, talking about that on SAG last night, a similar situation. Like, oh, well... That video game? You, the, you, yeah, do you have to play through an entire game to review it? And it's like, well, I put 30 hours into this thing and I didn't like it. And then the response is, well, it really doesn't get good until, like, 40 hours in. Okay, well, if I have to get through 40 hours of something for it to be considered good... That it's, means not, it's good. not good good yeah
0: <laughs> that's the definition of not good
1: i have to get through 40 hours of something i don't enjoy every week it's called work
0: <laughs> yes
2: absolutely yeah.
0: concur
1: watching television
2: should not feel like work and that's what it feels like with this show and it just it bothers me that i'm i'm even saying that because like again, y'all know how I feel about my Supernatural boys. Mm -hmm. I want to support. I want to, I want to be able to encourage others to support. And I, I literally cannot recommend the show to anyone unless they
3: want to hate their lives. Um, (laughs) you know, some people out there clearly are enjoying it because, you know, it hasn't been canceled yet. And you know what? He's got work.
2: Yeah. So and that should be enough I'm glad that he has work I'm glad that his wife has participated in this project with him I do think it's super cute and I think that he's better for it when she's on the show but like uh, that is not enough to redeem it so sorry I'll just keep following them on social media
1: Um, yeah I did I I have been following Jensen's uh, Instagram stories I think it was last week when he directed an episode of Walker and every day the the label on his director's chair was a different character that he's played. That's awesome. (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) Including his days of our lives character, which is the name escapes me right now.
2: Oh my God. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's, that's
2: the end of Walker. Okay.
0: Anything Um, else?
2: So I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to start killing Eve. I think that's going to be the next one. I am still working my way through gargoyles.
0: Um, there's so many episodes. You, you started watching, uh, because I suggested it for you, but I see that you rewatched a couple of the episodes of the problem with John Stewart. Yeah. How, how are you taking to that?
2: Um, I like it. I think that it's really interesting how they cut to the writer's room. I don't know. There's just something about that, that I find more appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he's discussing important issues, but, uh, What's the format of the show? I keep seeing it's, it pop up. It's so similar to when he was doing the Daily Show. Like, it's the only difference is that it's got a more serious tone. There's still comedic aspects of what he's doing, um, but it's kind of like... Do you ever watch Last Week Tonight? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's closer to that vein, but he's behind a desk doing shit and then interviewing people.
0: And I mean, for every topic that he has, he has a panel that he interviews. Like, he has multiple people on at the same. In time, it's
3: kind of like real time with Bill Maher, but not shitty.
0: I don't know. Well, real time with Bill Maher is only panel talk, right? I don't like Bill Maher.
3: It starts with Bill Maher and like a guest, okay? Then it transitions to a panel.
0: So, this show starts with Jon Stewart doing uh, like his like the Comedy Central, his like that show, that's how it sort of starts, and then. It transitions to interview, and then in the third – it turns into panel interview, and then usually in the third section, it is a single interview with someone major from the topic that they're talking about. So, like, one of them was, like, a guns episode, and they talked to a guy who was responsible for making the laws or enacting the laws – for gun control like it was a, a big person that you know when he's interviewing that person that person doesn't want to answer the questions straight that he's asking so it gets very cloudy but the questions are more direct they
2: are they are phrased in a way where like if you've ever watched any of the other shows that had a more comedic approach they'd do things where they'd kind of be mocking someone while asking their questions and people wouldn't always catch on and it's like ah oh, ha ha fucking idiot it's not like that at all. Like he's asking the questions. He's like, listen, I want an answer. Like if you have a solution to this, I would like to know.
0: Um, well, and one thing I really did like about that is that he keeps rephrasing the question to sort of soften it so that he could possibly get a, a resemblance of a straight answer from these people to give them the out to start talking like real people, not the politician, not the the lobbyist, not whatever they actually are. And it's Jon Stewart. Like he's a good interviewer. So, and the, and the topics are, are great too. So I really, I'm glad that you are watching it. And-
2: oh, I love shows like that for sure. Yeah. It's, it's mostly just the fact that, uh, again it's it's some of subject matters heavy and whenever i watch a show like that i tend to want to like read into what they're talking about more because i know shows always have an agenda of their own and it's a topical thing and if i'm gonna listen to somebody talk about that subject then i feel that i should be more informed and it snowballs for me and i just haven't mm-hmm. had the kind of time to commit to that so like i'll kind of watch an episode and then i'm like i'm gonna have to rewatch
0: all of this like <laughs> Yeah, they're not they're not light topic. Like here, hold on. Yeah. First one was war. Episode 2 was COVID-19 restrictions. Episode 3 was the economy. Episode 4 was gun control and episode 5 was the stock market. And each one of those topics is like it's a smaller portion of that grand thing. Like the stock market was about um what do they call it? The retail stock market, you know, us buying our own stock, like on an app or whatnot and how convoluted and backwards it is and how so murky that it, 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 it's done in a specific way to just fucking take advantage of us. And he just, sits there goes, how is this legal? And that's, that's the, the, the crux of the episode, him like really just asking the basic, the, the human question how the fuck are, how are we letting this happen kind of thing and it's it's like really well done and produced very well and it's really really worth the watch like his it's also based off of his um podcast of the same name if i'm not mistaken so it's good it's a cool. really good really good show
2: yeah i'm liking that um but yeah otherwise i haven't really the only thing i would say that i kind of want to mention even though it's not a tv show is that we did watch the alanis morissette jagged little pill documentary (laughs) also known as jagged um and it i just feel like it's worth mentioning because i fucking love her um i've always loved her music and it was really fascinating to learn about her journey and her experiences and how freaking poised that woman is and how incredibly brilliant of a writer she was at 19 ding dang years old um yeah she's just we
3: watched watched west side story and didn't like it
2: the the, new one
3: yeah yeah oh yeah as i suppose suppose, I, i i summed it up on twitter pretty well i said I didn't. I watched the new West Side Story, and I think the reason I didn't like it is because I don't like West Side Story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. If you didn't like the original, yeah. Uh...
3: But like that was the thing. And then my we... my, dra- my high school drama teacher was just like, yeah, I think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Dur- during our production of a uh, West Side Story, I was pretty su- seriously injured during one of our dress rehearsals.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I'm laughing, and if you guys know the story, you'd be like, "She is a horrible person." (laughs) No, it's
3: genuinely funny shit. Like, it's 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 kind of astonishing. So, like, I'm one of the one of the jets in the beginning. Really, you played uh, one of the
0: jets? That's surprising. Wow. (laughs) Uh,
3: And I'm just like, I meant to say that as in. I didn't have a character name. Okay, I would. Yo, know, dude, <laughs> and um, so we're all supposed to run on stage, full force, run as fast as you can on stage for this opening number where we jet, you know, we, we jet across the stage and then then run back. And um, this girl who was in front of me, uh, when we ran across the stage, she decided to thwap the uh, the the curtain wire. She batted it forward and so we're running full force and it fell back down around my neck oh Jesus oh that's (laughs) so I got strung up for a minute (laughs) and Mr Garrison my 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 teacher he's out there in the audience looking at this dress rehearsal and he's just like oh fuck!" (laughs) because like (laughs) I'm off the floor with a rope around my neck (laughs) and like as I'm up there I I felt this back crack that was really really helpful. It was like <laughs> I got, I was like "Oh." oh. <laughs> and then, <My> back. Oh. <laughs> and then I got the rope off my neck and fell fell back and conked my head and like everybody runs up and I was you near know, rush to the hospital and everything and it was like mm-hmm. It was a a memorable experience. So (laughs) we went to a drama competition the next day, like uh, that we had to travel to, and like I show up with like bandages and rope burns around my neck. Oh damn! (laughs) Oh damn! Like what the fuck happened to you? Funny that. Uh, (laughs) Funny story. (laughs) Nearly hung. You ever been lynched on stage? Because I (laughs) see, like, oh Jesus.
0: So with that story being told, Karen, you are horrible. That is that's something horrible to laugh Listen, at. Listen, he husband.
2: survived. You get to laugh at it when they survive and oh, everything is, that, is that, funny. Is that makes
0: it okay? okay. He's
2: look, yeah, he's, he's laughing.
3: you be funny? Dude, I like my I was fine, and my back legit felt better after it's <laughs> over. But seriously, uh, that girl who did that—I will hate her for the rest of my days. Like, what an irresponsible fucking thing to do! <laughs> I'm just gonna
0: bat this rope forward. <laughs> what are you doing? <gasps> <sighs> Ooh. All right. What hell? Got anything else, hon? <laughs> nope.
3: Sorry, that's I didn't it. mean to interrupt your Alanis Morissette story.
0: Nope. That's also yes. That that. I will vouch for that. That was a that was a great documentary. Very very cool. very very good. Um,
3: yeah, I don't like any of the characters in West Side Story. That's the thing. There it is. It's not that I got hanged. That's not really the problem. The problem is is that nobody's likable in that show. There's no one to root for. It's like you guys are all idiots and or assholes.
1: It's it's the stupidity of Romeo and Juliet plus racism Racism. and toxic masculinity (laughs) it's like why would you watch this
3: i mean the songs and the dancing were fucking great that's Mm -hmm. great it's just like the rest of it like they're all prancing about and whatnot that's great cool good times i'm liking it i like the songs but like man then they start talking and doing stuff it's like (laughs) What are you doing? Shh. stop talking. You, stop talking and doing things. Why are you the way you are? You two don't even know each other. <laughs> the more realistic they try to make it, the worse it is. Like they they, they fix all this other stuff to kind of like put it in this contemporary setting, not contemporary, but like they try to make it a little more historically accurate and make the show make more sense. And the more the world makes sense around, the more you're just like, you guys are the fucking worst. <laughs> Every single one of you is worse than the next.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. oh did these kids like um you know have a rumble and uh two of them got m- grizzly murdered yes and then everybody just ran away because the cops are coming what should we do next oh i know i feel pretty oh so pretty. really that's the next fucking
3: scene
0: that's total change insane. people total change <laughs>
3: Oh, oh, you killed my brother? You killed my brother? Yeah, I'm still going to bone you. Because, uh. <laughs> wow. Teenager. Because teenager. The fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, all right.
0: Okay. Oh, thank God. So, uh, we also caught up on Vox Machina. We finished that, and it's great. Um. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we finished that. We were currently also catching up with the rookie which is still great i thought it finished for the season but they was apparently just a couple of week break uh still watching brooklyn 99 i continued and i think i got one episode left of hit monkey which if i haven't mentioned that yet it's great and you have to watch it it's a, a killer monkey and a ghosted lasso it's great um I'm trying to think. I think that's it for the old. The only new thing that I started watching and I made Edge of Watch one episode of is uh, The Boys Presents Diabolical. How is that? So it's all animated shorts, 15 minute shorts. Um, Each one of the episodes is a different art style, it seems. But it's like reminiscent of other arts like the first one looked like uh looney tunes the second one looked like i want to say oh jesus not phineas and ferb it's the the boy and his grandfather or uncle they go through space rick and morty rick and morty very rick and morty-esque um but
3: our mutual friend adrian recommended this to me it's it's it's, okay you should watch this it's
0: great Super violent. Super duper violent. Um and it's it's random stories from so far I've only watched two episodes, but it's random stories from the boys universe. So the first episode was about the babies of the company that like their powers, you know, they're they're figuring out if the babies can figure out and control their powers and what happens to a little baby in that situation. Uh the second episode was a about the children who have shitty powers and what happens to them as they grow up and sort of become cast aside. So it's it's very entertaining. But like I said like so it so violent at points that it becomes like possibly nauseating. <laughs> like it's gruesome. Um but I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's it's a lot of fun. I like visiting this universe, especially and it's very funny as well, or it tends to be very funny. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth the watch, especially if you like the boys, the the the, the live action show.
2: I will say, do and I miss. Yeah. It's it it was weird how they were able. It was so. There's no like actual speaking parts in the first episode i don't know how many of those you've watched on so
0: you uh, know. It, the, the, it was that was only the first the, the second one is a full animated and voiced over like okay. the first one was like it, like baby's day out i don't know if you've seen that epic that looney tunes where it's it's a, a little baby who gets like lost in the zoo and a, and a gorilla takes yeah. over like that mm-hmm. it's it's reminiscent of that episode of looney tunes but this baby is shoots lasers out of its eyes (laughs) the doctor It's but go ahead I'm sorry hon
2: (laughs) oh uh, no I was just going to say it was interesting because they they had the ability because it's animation to sort of illustrate without words um, like how the protagonist if you will in the episode who is the doctor who's supposed to be experimenting on these little babies um, has a real attachment to this little kid that he's taking care of and you know uh he wants to protect her and um he gets you know that 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 tender-hearted feeling when he's Mm -hmm. around the baby and he just uh, this really like beautiful portrayal and then like literally three seconds later somebody's cut in half with lasers and their guts explode all over the room um (laughs) so it's (laughs) crazy it's
0: it's really fucking bizarre but it was a lot of fun so the doctor is testing this baby and there was like 20 days of trials and all it is is day X did the baby hit the target and he it's we show up on day 20 he says day 20 they we see the interaction she doesn't hit the target so they it gets pushed up the chain and then the main boss who is this giant headed you know floaty guy he labels that this child needs to be destroyed that's when the doctor grows a heart and he goes to protect the child and then the child escapes but the first interaction that the child has accidentally with Vaught security there's like four or five of them lined up and she sneezes and the lasers shoot out of her eyes and like literally takes off all of their heads like straight across the line so like there's the one scene where the speed guy runs through the girlfriend and that gruesomeness that was in the first three or five minutes of this episode it happened over and oh it was just one on top of the other on top of the other and it was so over the top Looney tunes. It was it was it was a lot of fun and it was endearing. This this child it was so cute. So so cute. But uh I'm wait I'm gonna check out the rest of them because some of the art styles are very, very intriguing. They they get a little more modernized and whatnot. So that's really all I've watched, new. Everything else is either re-watching and catching up. Did I mention that? I we Because of um, SAG, I watched Better Off Ted the whole two seasons. Yeah, you mentioned that. And from, I remembered how it ended when I watched the last episode. And I was like, fuck, I should have come back for season three. Such a good show. Yeah, I've watched Better Off Ted. Definitely watch Better Off Ted. Those science guys, they're the best sidekicks ever those science guys it's the it's the the two science guys everybody else is like a a marketing and and office workers it's just two science guys they're great um i that's that's all i got you got anything else on nope that's it all right well with that being said let us take a quick break um when we get back we're going to talk about around the world in 80 days (sighs) stay tuned
3: And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and GeekAid.com. First up, who
2: got a pair of new Quest 2 headsets? The Weekend Rental crew—that's who. In an all-new episode, I can read. Yep, in an all-new episode, they put them through their paces. How do they work? How do they smell? How do they taste? What? Why? Plus, Nintendo was shutting down some stores. What now? Okay. They find out who the true 90s kid is and more. More, I say. Don't miss weekend episode. Nope, that's not the show. Weekend. I need glasses. I'm so sorry, guys. Don't miss weekend rental episode 120. The gamers go on a quest. Next time I'll wear my glasses.
0: (laughs) <clears throat> Next, did Angie say Nintendo is closing down some shops? Yes. Sadly, the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShops are coming to a close, and they're taking a metric ton of games down with them. Fortunately for all of you, Chris made a video to help you decide which games you should spend your hard-earned eShop credit on. Have a look at the, gra- <laughs> Have a look at the gratuitous <laughs> rainbow spectrum. <laughs> What to get on... Oh, hey. What to get on the Nintendo eShops before they're gone. Available now on the Stone Age Gamer YouTube channel. There's literally a piece of schmutz on my screen, and now I can read it. There we go. (laughs) Okay, everyone's got an excuse tonight.
1: Finally, GeekAid's Transformers-specific podcast has taken a slight detour. A bat-flavored detour. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> Instead of their traditional Transformers fair, the Sparkcast crew is tackling a very special episode of Batman the Animated series. This week we see Batman fighting against possibly sentient robots and their master Hardak, created by Cybertron Industries, who seeks to replace all humans with machines. The Sparkcast crew talks about the Blade Runner influences in the episode, wonder just how much control some of these robots have from Hardak, and talk about Barbara Gordon's first entry into the series. Be sure to check out Sparkcast episode fifty-five, Batman: The Animated Series, Heart of Steel.
3: Uh, the uh, the bat flavor is black licorice. We've determined. Oh, well, yeah, a- absolutely.
2: I love so- black licorice. Oh my god, uh, I want some now. <laughs>
1: my EW stands.
3: <laughs> yeah, black licorice is gross and you should feel bad about yourself. You're gross. For all this and more for us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on IHateBlackLicorice.com
0: <laughs> So much black licorice in this house. I'm going
3: to go eat it all. God, I just want you to sit across from Evan. like <laughs> Evan's just chomping down violets and you're eating black licorice.
0: To see who smells it first. And then we
2: just blow it into each other's faces. I love-
3: Taste the flavor. (laughs) Taste the rainbow. Mm.
0: And we are back. All right. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. It is time for the main topic. Uh, This week was my choice. I chose Around the World in 80 Days, the 2022 version, uh, episode one, which is titled. episode one um this is big missed
3: opportunity to not name the episodes after how many days they like yeah day one through eight
0: yeah that i agree with that um this is that's not reinventing the the wheel here with around the world in 80 days this is the standard um storyline of uh gentleman adventurer Bilious Fog sets out on a quest to travel around the world and back home in a period of 80 days. Um, the best part about this is that Fog is played by David Tennant. Yay. That is what drove me to want to watch this. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, around the World in 80 Days topped out for me with the Jackie Chan version because I loved that movie. Um, I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's 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 this, it's this with a lot more kung fu. Um, but seeing <laughs> Tenant made me uh, this, that made me go. This has to be worth the watch. Um, this first episode is the start of the whole expedition, inspired by a news story. Phileas Fogg is goaded into betting that he can circle the globe in just eighty days, despite never having been abroad before. Uh, Jean Passepartout And journalist Abigail Fix are joining him to document the journey. Now, uh, before I say my feelings, guys, what did you think?
3: I liked it. (laughs) Thumbs up. Yeah, I thought it was a hoot. I'd watch more of this. I
1: was surprised by how much I liked it.
3: Cool. I don't really know this story all that well. I don't think I've seen any. Versions of around the world in eighty days same I just know it has something to do with you know a balloon and a guy who travels around the world in eighty days
1: let's see how many times we can say around the world in eighty days Have I'm you 80 ever for
0: eighty <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was likewise unfamiliar, and I think it's because this seems like the sort of thing that your parents make you like read watch mm-hmm. whatever um, and <laughs> Just, I didn't know. It seems like it everybody, actually, It's
0: it seems like everybody knows the story, but not the specifics of the story right. for just that reason, because it wasn't our generation. It was your parents' generation or our parents' generation. You're absolutely right. But uh,
1: So I didn't know. It's actually like pretty exciting yeah. and fun.
0: I'm yeah.
3: totally into this. I did find it very amusing that David Tennant was going to a giant balloon where he like did that in that episode where the dude thought he was the doctor and he thought the TARDIS were a big old balloon. Yeah, and-
1: I mean, I did have a hard time watching it and going, like, I know how he can get around the world in 80 seconds.
3: Uh, <laughs> they start to talk about physics and I'm like, physics. <laughs> <laughs> physics, <laughs> physics, physics. Oh. No, I thought this was great. It was a real good time. I liked all the characters, I mean, I obviously didn't like douche nuts that's, like, goading him into things, being like, Oh, this guy's a jackass, but we're all jackasses sitting on our butts and being rich. Like, the fucking nerve of this guy calling out this other guy for being, like, not brave enough. Like, what the fuck are you doing sitting there reading your newspaper like some dandy ass? the <laughs> fuck out of here, you jackhole. <laughs> Damn! Talking about David Talking trash on David Edit while you're sitting on your butt reading a newspaper, you can kiss the fattest part of my ass, sir. Before you ask, yes, there are fatter parts of my ass. There's sections. I was thinking about. There's it. really not. I have the tiniest ass in the world. It really does. Doesn't no matter really... how fat I get. I got no ass. I was pondering Baby so got much. got no back.
0: <laughs> All and right. Baby got front, and that's it.
2: I'm comfortable.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you everybody for tuning in this week.
1: <laughs> that's the only person who's seen his ass i can confirm <laughs> yeah oh. uncomfortable <sighs> forever
0: <laughs> so yeah um i agree with all of these statements what i liked best about this show is the odd point the intro was amazing. The, the intro is is fantastic, but for this specific episode, the odd points of extreme backstory we get, like oddly, we know more, a lot about the guy and who made the balloon and how his wife and like then uh, Passepartout's family. Like there was for a forty five minute episode ish, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot of story in this that like just kept this move this episode moving and it was so engaging. Like I cared about every character on this show. Even like the, 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 the what was the, 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 the servant's name at the very beginning of the episode where that man shook oh, the, half of the cup of the tea. Butler. Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. Reminded me of the, 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 the Laura Croft. Guy from the first fucking video game.
2: Oh, that's oh. sad. I never played it. Oh, that's shocking.
0: Um, so yeah, a, a twenty thousand pound bet. I guess that's a lot of money was placed, and you know, the doctor headed on his quest. This, this, there, there are certain things about the episode that I was, I, I noticed as weird. um there was a lot of Sherlock Holmes music. Like, I don't know if that was just me, but every time the music swelled in the background, it reminded me of the, the BBC Sherlock Holmes show, which made me think higher of this show. Like that's good music, like well-placed, and, and it was tonally appropriate. Um, the The text effects that they did for every time it said day whatever, I love the way they did that. That was beautiful. Like, when they first showed up in Paris, and it was, like, like during those riots right there with the the flag, it's, it was just visually stimulating as well as story engaging. Like, they did a really, really good job with this. Um, I'm just curious. Go ahead. I really
1: enjoyed the way they, like, kind of, once they got to Paris, how they... Split the cast apart, and then brought them back together in like the most ridiculous way yes.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, like that that's that was that was great I mean I guess there's like the 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 cliches of like the bullet stopping because of the 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 flask in his pocket, but the flask is in his pocket because it's a the sentimental piece, like we are getting these bits and pieces of this story, this much larger story, which is which is it's like. It's truly engaging an overarching story. Like we're getting the bits and pieces of each independent character storyline as well as why is he out and about? Like who is where did that postcard come from? Is it a woman? I hope it's like a lost love. Like what's going on? And I'm engaged. I want to know. And I'm surprised. What's that? I said, "Get ye flask." Yeah, like you cannot get ye flask, <laughs> and you gotta sit there and wonder why on earth you
3: cannot get ye flask. <laughs> I am shocked. I was, that's just just that's just for me. <laughs> sure.
1: I really I really wanted uh, him his life to have been saved not by the flask but by the fact that like oh well. He got shot in the chest, but it's okay because he has a second heart.
0: Uh, <laughs> no. you got to stop looking for those connections, okay? I'm it's not, not gonna going happen. to happen. going to, and
1: you have to know that that's true. <laughs> I mean, we've met.
0: You understand <laughs> who that, I am. That, that's true.
2: I know, but we, we appreciate David Tennant and other things, you know? I mean, it can't be... Listen, at that point, he should have been able to, like, yell at some plants to protect him.
3: I mean and, and also there's more than there's more than a few Scrooge McDuck connections here too. Like the, 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 the Top hat Top hat being a rich old guy.
1: Uh or David we could Tennant, say like he just he on
3: giving he yeah. just
1: miracled away the bullet.
3: <laughs>
1: See?
2: See? We never run out. <sighs> <You
1: guys. laughs> Doctor Who will always be my go to. I know. It's fair. I mean, um, he's like it's his iconic role. Come on. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you guys only watch this Fight. episode? Yeah. That's yes, all okay. we really I have mean, time for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we, would, we would enjoy watching more, however.
0: Well, and that was, that's why what, that's what <laughs> I was... We didn't just
1: spend an hour before this talking about all the other damn shows that we're into right now.
0: It's <laughs> true. I, I'm kind of like, surprised. I really do
3: want to get back to this one. I, abs- I absolutely do want to get back to this show.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree with that because, like when we did a rewatch of it today to to refresh because I picked this I feel like a month and a half to two months ago like it's It's been been a a while while. yeah yeah because we did Ferg's episode in between and I when I watched it the first time like man I want to see more of this but normally I wait till we like if especially if it's a a picked episode I don't want things getting cloudy for me or you know figure can't remember where the one episode ended and next began I'm surprised that I have not Pick this up to start watching it again. Like it, I was like, "Damn, this was a missed opportunity." I want to watch more of this. I want to know what next big event is going to happen. Like, I feel that that's what they're going to do. Like every episode is like almost Doctor Who esque, where they're traveling from big event to big event to big event. I want to see that for these normies to see how they get through these these situations. It is so well done. I mean every actor is like there's not even a like there's no bad acting. I mean Passport is no no Jackie Chan, but he'll do. It's true. He is not, but who really is a Jackie Chan other than Jackie Chan? Um but it is well thought out. Each character seems to be well well worked. Um I don't really have any complaints yet. Like even even the asshole characters, I'm like yeah, that he's there for a reason. He's the one who started all of this. The,
2: I do think the, it's interesting that they were able to bring in such like big drama in one episode, like the the um, Passport to like reconnecting with his brother, who he clearly has not seen in what ten years. Mm-hmm.
0: Because and, he ran, because his father got ex. Like
2: the, yeah, like the amount of. Trauma that he had experienced, and then he reconnects with his brother, and they're finally reunited. And then, spoilers: his brother dies. Like, holy crap! That's really that's a lot of heaviness to put into this first episode, and and I feel like they're kind of taking this on with an air. Well, I guess they can be pretty fearless when it's David Tennant, Mm. but um,
1: and masterpiece. I mean.
0: Yeah, oddly, this is actually classified on IMDb as an adventure comedy, and I feel like there was a lot more drama in this episode in particular than comedy. There were some funny moments, but I wouldn't sit back and go, Wow, that was that that was a good comedy! Like, that was more, there was way more dramatic moments than than funny, Hmm. you know, things in it. Definitely adventurous, like, there was it was a good time. I mean, even, even the, the, scene on the steps where he's being attacked by all the little French kids and, Oh no, her suitcase, son of a damn it. (laughs) Like he felt that bad.
2: And I, I have to say too, watching that scene, I'm not really sure what it was about it, but I don't know if it's just because he's so good at playing a helpless character, but once they start taking all of his stuff, I got so uncomfortable like, I was like, no, this poor man, like, oh my God. Like, I felt so bad for him. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. This is literally like the Scrooge McDuck of story <laughs> characters well, having some of his things taken away by the people who are actually poor and starving.
0: Well, like that was the thing. Like, they at the beginning of this episode, they showed him as powerful like well off okay but then he immediately became weak because like making the travels making the journeys knowing that he's going to or feeling truly feeling that he's going to fail like he didn't want you know the 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 writer with them because if he does fail which he's pretty sure he's going to she's going to tell everybody like that's that's character development right there and it Made you roller coaster with with emotion for this guy, you know, being a part of this journey with him as opposed to just watching him do it. Abigail was a force to be reckoned with, also. Like she's great. Like the the juxtaposition between her and and Fog character, like she is fearless, and most of the time he's scared shitless.
2: <laughs> Did you know that she is German? Uh, that English was not. Hold on, I found an article that I was reading. Oh, the,
0: the actress? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Um, yeah, it says that this was her first role playing a native English speaker. And she says her comment was like, and Abigail talks and talks. And she like laughs about it because I had no idea she wasn't just British, like just she's watching doing, it out the gate.
0: She's doing very well.
2: Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was really funny because she's not speaking in she didn't even attempt French in the scene where passepartout is like literally bouncing back and forth between English and French and, and having people speak in front of her, um, doesn't even attempt it. Right. Like sticks Mm -hmm. very much with her, her British accent, which is not her real accent at all. And I just thought that was great. Um,
0: that's what like her interactions with her and, uh, her father, Mm -hmm. like that's another level of story behind there where, where the character development of her, being a writer wanting to be an author and having the access to her father's newspaper but not because he can't write he can't print her name in it because it will how does he, he like her being in that club was f- making the other guests afraid um, yeah like what <laughs> frightening <laughs> like you're frightening the guests <laughs> they're adult just like come on now <laughs> but like that's that's great character it's showing how how passionate she is and you know passport two is on the run like we knew he's on the run from something and out the gate we're like oh he's a he's a womanizer that's why he's on the run but no he came from some shit like there's more to this guy and i feel like of this character growth in just one episode we're going to get so much more like this is a wealth of of character development
2: yeah i mean it seems as though they're tackling the concepts of um race gender and privilege uh in a way that they're they're not shying away from the period piece aspect of it even though they're making these fantastical aspects of it like it seems to be grounded in some part of reality Um, from what I've read about it it continues to be grounded where they there were events that were basically chosen in history that were relevant to that time period um, Good. that are supposed to sort of I guess be elements of each episode Uh, I'm not sure how in depth that goes but to me I think it'll be interesting to see if they address like this was not a great aspect of history, but this is what it was at this time. Um, Or if they're going to try and sugarcoat it. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like if they're going to try and make it modern, even though it's a period piece, um, I'm not fully sure what to expect. Um, And I'm very curious to see it because I I really am enjoying this, this show and the production value is great. And also I was so surprised that it was PBS. Like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely thought it was it was a BBC show. But
1: mm-hmm. no. Oh, don't sleep on PBS. PBS
2: makes some good shit. Yeah, I know, do. it's just been a long time. To- like I always remembered PBS being different content, and I just I was I was like very pleasantly su- surprised because I've always enjoyed PBS. I just didn't realize like wow, fuck, you guys got game. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think in recent years PBS has partnered with other pl- other companies like co-producing with like BBC and Places like that to um, make their content more relevant to a wider audience. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I can I can definitely see uh, it. At least to me, it, it appears to be paying off.
1: <laughs> is it Downton Abbey masterpiece?
3: One of those, Downton Abbey or uh, midwife or something.
1: Midwife definitely <laughs> is.
0: I'm reading the, the, the facts or the trivia on IMDb and it says the show actually takes a great deal of inspiration from the popular children's animated adaptation around the world with Willy Fogg featuring elements not in the book such as an agent hired by one of the betters, of sab- or betters to sabotage the journey and the gang taking off to investigate the events. So I, I like that it's it's giving a, a a slight spin to the the classic tale but you know not like i said not reinventing the wheel because this is you, you don't have to this is a great story on its own you don't need to you know fix it for a modern time so but I, I i'm i'm glad i came across this because there's so much i've never out, heard of it right like, like did no existed Yeah. Like one of those things that just happened to fall into my lap. I'm so glad I came across it. And
2: yeah. And it's another thing that like could have not been because of COVID Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really, I'm just so thrilled to know that like, even when production has been halted on certain shows, they're not just abandoning them. Um, because this was one of those shows that was delayed because of it. And, Mm. I would have been really sad if I had found out this had been something that was started and it was this good and that it just didn't go anywhere.
0: And yet again, David Tennant is doing what David Tennant does and that's make great content. That's I, what I mean. I, I don't want yet, to
2: lose out on David Tennant like I,
0: I don't want to know if I've seen something that I didn't like David Tennant in, but as of right now, nothing is coming to mind. So I'm going to just stick with that.
2: I mean, he's an unlikable character in Jessica Jones. Yeah, but that's that's he was supposed to be. I know he did such a good job.
0: There was that other one where he was a, a kill, he was a, in a movie where he was a he trapped women and, and tortured them. Well, what now? Yeah, he he gets there's a kid who is a car, but he parks cars. He's a, um, Oh my
2: Braille. God. I remember what we're talking the about. Ballet,
0: yeah. And I can't remember like I, that kid is from another the gu- show. The kid
2: goes to break into the house and then he
0: finds the girl that David Tennant has trapped in the house. Yeah. yeah. David Tennant, bad man in that movie, <laughs> but still fucking David Tennant. And he did a phenomenal job. Even playing a bad guy. Totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just so we don't get emails from the masterpiece fans in our, audience it is downton abbey who which is a masterpiece Call the midwife is not masterpiece but also sherlock was masterpiece people forget that
0: really uh, that sherlock
1: was Sherlock was co-produced as as part of masterpiece um, Interesting. also Pole Dark, which is a show i know a lot of um, a lot of people like is mm. masterpiece along with like a shit ton of other stuff right, but those right. are the, the main ones i've heard of
2: yeah.
0: well yeah there you go um you can you know Check out this show. Get yourself primed and ready because next up, like, I, like we got Good Omens coming soon, right? That's got to be
1: Good oh. Omens season two just wrapped.
0: Yeah, so more tenant, more all better the tenant.
1: Ten, all the tenant you can handle. Yes, good, please.
0: good, good. Well, uh, all right. I, I, that's all I got. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, we will make time to watch the rest of it and. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm so glad I came across this. It's so random, but I'm glad. It, I'm glad it, it it fell into my lap.
2: I hope it ends with warm fuzzies. I'm looking for those.
0: Yeah, those. Well, yeah. I mean, the standard story. If they stick to the standard story, <laughs> it should have slightly warm and slightly fuzzy. So, but uh, we'll see. we we'll, we'll- gonna get day seventy nine.
3: It's gonna turn into uh, the day the earth says still. There it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: completely different genre <laughs> becomes a populistic type future. So yeah. I really
3: just want to hear uh, uh, David Tennant say Klatu Verana <laughs> Man can dream. Necktie.
2: <laughs> and then we were all saved by the doctor.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, good enough. Um, with that, I think that's it. Let's wrap this up. It is late. Chris, It mm-hmm. is you got a spiel? That's me. You got a spiel for us?
3: I certainly do. This week's episode is not filmed before live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. There's also a TV channel for some reason. Uh they both serve the same purpose. I don't know why the TV channel exists, but it's there. So We can talk about TV in two different places. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, through the official Geekade channels, or more specifically, Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you?
1: At STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, and
3: Etsy. Where can people find you? They
2: they can find me. Uh, oh, if you want to see the drawings I did tonight, uh, go to Instagram and check me out. It's A for not.
3: And Evan, I mean, you're just you're. You can find you in the woods, right? Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. a tree to the left. Geek8 underscore Evan.
3: If you need to know more about the shows that we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, you can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Should include the words this week's episode in the subject line, so we know who you're trying to reach. The show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And whatever you decide to listen please like comment subscribe and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again as always keep your eyes on geekade for more fresh original content back to you
0: evan thank you so much chris um before we jump into the homework which i'm gonna give chris a beat because i'm pretty sure it's your choice um we are going we're we're doing a little change with the the site and some management stuff and we're going to be concentrating on a few things so like We were just discussing the Discord server. We're going to be revamping that a little bit, making some adjustments here and there, getting rid of some of the clutter so we have a slightly more streamlined system. Um, But on top of that, we're going to be trying to pay attention to our Patreon. Um, I'm just putting a call out there. If there's something that you guys are interested in that you'd be willing to pay for to be a patron... Let us know what are you interested in i mean we've we've come across a bunch of different ideas. We just want to put the the right foot forward and 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 give you the content that you guys want at the same time we want to make some money to to pay for this stuff because it ain't free um so yeah, let us know what you think. What would you like to see? What can we offer you to get your money Chris. Yo. What is our homework?
3: Well, this is a show that was recommended to me and I'd seen pictures of it for quite some time and thought I don't know, this doesn't look very good. And then it was recommended to me like no, no, I I get it doesn't look very good but it's actually pretty darn funny and I think you might enjoy it. So uh, we're going to watch the first episode of the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, It is supposedly a comedy Star Trek show, not like a kid's Star Trek show, like a comedy star trek show so okay. i don't know i really don't know what to expect i i didn't think it looked all that great but it came pretty highly recommended from some folks in our discord uh we were having a whole bunch of talks there's a whole big talk about star trek discovery which i would love to say like yeah let's watch the first episode of discovery but i don't have time to watch more star trek like i don't time to watch the stuff that i already do watch but if lower decks is funny then heck with it i could always use a laugh so that's our homework
0: season one episode one
3: Season one, episode one. Let's go for it. I don't. Even, I don't know where else to start. I could no, uh, throw a dartboard somewhere, but the uh, hey. Let's start at the
0: start. Good enough works for me. So there's your homework, people. Star Trek Lower Decks, season one, episode one. Uh, join us next time where we will have our news episode. Get you all caught up on the news you need to know. And after that, we'll do the Star Trek. So that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan.
2: I'm Angie. I'm Karen. That's a big ass balloon. <laughs> Did
0: it? Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.